If you enjoy our show, spread the love wherever you listen by rating, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff to help us get ourselves out there. And with that said, let's start the show. I'm O'Day. That's Vicky. I'm me. You're you. We are we. Oh my God, that was so <laughs> corny. Right? The You, Me, oh We goodness. podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. Vicky, how are you? Now that you have the microphone in front of you, unlike the last time we started this episode, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Just very, very <laughs> hot. Oh, from the room or just from the day? It was a hot day. I think it was like in total. Tell the world what we did. Um, we went to the beach, Outside finally. Outside in the Rona. <laughs> so, can I be honest? I... There was definitely a time when I was sitting there. We were at, well, we went, we went to the beach, like you said. And I'm sitting there. And I'm looking at all the people. And I'm looking at us. And I'm like, Yo, why are we here? Like, like I was kind of... over it. Like, we're just so over it. Oh, my God. No, no. I, I, I get being over over it. But part of me was like, it's still there. Why Why did we have... We, I, I meant we, all of everyone that was there. I was just like, we just had to have a day, you know? We're tired. I know, but I was kind of like disgusted. I get it, but I'm I'm just so tired. I was a little disgusted and like ashamed. I was I'm like, so over coronavirus. <laughs> I'm so over wearing a mask. I'm so over all of it. Like, I feel like you say that coronavirus is like, I'm still here. <laughs> you could be over me, but I'm still here. You know what coronavirus is? That's, um, coronavirus is that meme where it's... Uh, when your ex tries to block you on everything, but your family's still cool with him, so you still show up to the family mm-hmm. event, like, because <laughs> our family and friends can't leave them alone. Uh, but yeah, but it, I mean, it, it was it was a fun day. It was hot. It was really it was, hot. It was, no, I think it was decent. It was hot. Yeah. It's like ninety degrees a day. No, it's it, hot. It, it didn't seem like it because was, it was windy. It was exactly. It wasn't uncomfortable. Thanks to the hot. two hurricanes that are like destroying islands, going all the way up to the south of the country prayers to anyone that's in been affected the past for sure and been affected so i'm actually unaware of what we agreed on talking about today and Vicky, you said yes, you were gonna you are unprepared you said you were gonna surprise me with what it was i was trying my best to remember what the topic okay was. but this is why i was like let me surprise you with what it was why? because first of all we went to the beach with um my sorority sister friend mm-hmm. uh, Priscilla mm-hmm. and her mom and her son our son Yumi so we went to the beach with her and I'm pretty sure that she was that if she listens to this episode she's gonna be like yo they're psychos we're psychos yes what because we sat no 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 because we sat there for most of the beach trip like so pissed off at each other and we were in complete silence Mm-hmm. And now she's like, and then look at them just being mad chummy now. Like that is, they're <laughs> so weird. Um, so the reason why I was like, oh my god, this is so funny, is because just how we were from yesterday to right now, mm-hmm. and the topic is what is your biggest insecurity, and how has it played out in your life. Really? That was it? Your biggest insecurity and how it has affected different areas of your life. Oh, so I thought yeah. it was interesting because that was the whole beef. So, your biggest insecurities. 
Yeah, no, not, I guess if you want to go plural, or, but what is the biggest... How was it we, we worded it? I'm sorry, can you say it again? No, that's literally how we worded it. Your biggest insecurity and how it has affected different areas of your life. Okay, but well, we said we were going to... Yeah, we said we were going to do the biggest, right? Or we the said biggest. We're going to start with the biggest, and if uh-huh. we have time, we can go with other insecurities. Mm. So, Vicky, what is your biggest wait how do i introduce the topic and now you ask me i'm asking you did this to, to me last week vicky i said i would spring it on you and you would know and then you'd have your answer what is your biggest insecurity my biggest insecurity i would say is my confidence that's your insecurity your yes. level of confidence is that what you're yeah. trying to say your level of confidence in yourself yes your level of confidence in yourself in a certain area. Are you trying to become my therapist? Overall. You like crossed your legs. <laughs> yeah, like, you got mad comfortable. So Vicky, let me get my pad. So Vicky, so your level of confidence in a certain area or your overall level of confidence? My overall level of confidence within myself. Mm. Thank you for mm. letting helping me word that. Mm. So where does this stem from? Where do you think this stems from? Mommy issues, daddy issues, were you bullied as a child? Where do you think I was this never stemmed? bullied as a child. Were you the bully of other children? I was. I did bully <laughs> kids. I, I did I got bullied too, but not until later. And like the the, 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 the the story goes the bullies are just people who are crying on the inside and they want I to I be think loved. that's true. We're we're really making progress. We're really making progress here. <laughs> All right, let's, 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 let's dig a little deeper. <laughs> I was going to throw some lines in that our therapist uses. But <laughs> but at least it shows you're paying attention. Why? Why Why does it have to be that? Why? why? But if I make a snarky, <laughs> sarcastic uh, remark, it's going to be, oh, what's that? Oh, uh, it's going to be a thing. But anyways, where do you think it stems from? I don't, I don't know. I, we didn't talk. We didn't say we were going to talk about that. You can't just mention it and not dig deep. <laughs> I thought that's, I, th- I thought we were gonna dig deep into, into what. Once again, because you clearly don't pay attention to me. Okay, then I how said did it your affect? biggest insecurity and how it has affected different areas of your life. Okay, in what ways has that affected? Thank you for going back on topic. Okay, so I would say my uh, my lack of self confidence in different areas of my life. Um, well, I think that my lack of self-confidence within myself and that in itself spills into anything and everything I do. Okay. Um, it definitely has, like, relationship-wise, I would say I, because I lacked that confidence, I searched for it within the people I was with. Like, they gave me, they would validate my self-worth. Mm-hmm. I think those are, like, key therapy words. Validate self-worth those are like words i associate with like people who are having like a certain i don't want to say issues that's not so negative but it's just words i associate with therapy um so i feel like that is one mm-hmm. the lack of self-confidence within myself has made it an an opening for people to tell me what my value is and me taking that in which is so interesting because I actually I feel that unless you are within my innermost circle whatever you say doesn't I don't care like if you're on the outside telling me that I ain't shit I'm just gonna be like 
was that was that Chris Brown song or they, where when it starts but you can't even get in I don't I mean, see how you can hate from outside, from outside the club, club. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah 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 so I think that the closer you are to my most intimate circle is as far as I let it go. Like, I don't just let any random person tell me about myself. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I don't know if that's normal or not, but that. Um, and definitely, like, and then it spills over, like, career-wise, being a parent, you know, whatever. Like, I just, I feel like I'm not enough for dif- the different hats I have to wear. Hmm. But again, <laughs> people do not get excited. We mean anyone listening, like, oh shit, she doesn't have self confidence. Like again, <laughs> if you're on the outside circle, I will tear you up. Like, I am a verbal. Uh, what do you call those people? Assassin. Yes. I will literally chew your soul up and spit it out. Like, do not <laughs> play with me. Do not come for me if I have not asked for you to come. Okay. I didn't send you a, a, a messenger pigeon. Don't, don't, don't try to come for me for real, because you on the outside of this circle. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I know I'm being mad personal right now, uh-huh. but also don't let that fool you, because I am still that person. If you have heard of me. I'm still that person. I'm just a more docile version. Mm. Your house broken. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm trying to think of a word I'm looking for. No, because you know what's funny? Someone someone mentions to me that um, they asked them, oh, hey, who do you keep in contact with? And, and they had said my name. And they were like, what? You keep in contact with her? And she's like, you yeah. She's, death wish? Like, yeah, she's like way different. Like, she's very like way more mellow mm. than what you remember her to be. And I'm like, I mean, I'm still me though. Like, don't don't take my G card. I'm I'm still me, but I am more of a more docile version. Mm. One of my biggest insecurities. I promised I would do my hair for future recordings. You lied. Next recording. One of my biggest insecurities was how do I word this? Not. Or feeling like I wasn't where I wasn't where I was supposed to be by like society terms, societal societal norms, societal terms, whatever. Societal norms. Soci- norms. There you go. Um, I wasn't where I was supposed to be as a twenty-five-year-old, or as a if like so. If I have a certain degree, you you should have like this kind of job. You should be making this kind of money, and. <clears throat> it's affected me because I've made certain decisions based off of that. That that up until that point, I was like, oh, this is. I was going off of like passion and and, and what I was happy doing. And an example was, which I mean, it got me to where I am today, like like the position I'm in now. Uh, when I worked at, I used to work at a camp, and it was like I always call it Disney World, best place to work, and the opportunity to jump and uh, join higher ed kind of like uh, came up and it was a tough, like I spent the weekend like um, uh, debating what to do. And it was a tough decision to make because I really loved working at that camp. I was a program director. Uh, if you had asked me junior year, what you're going like, to, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I would have told you, Hey, I'm going to be director of a camp uh, or a boys and girls club. Like that's what I was passionate about. 
but in making that deci- that uh, that decision to leave that setting and go to higher ed, I thought to myself, well, today at 24, 24, whatever, however old I was at the time, you you know you should be in a suit and tie kind of job. That's where you should be. That's what you're supposed to be doing at your age. Uh, you're supposed to have a job at the. I kind of gave into that whole thing that we said a while back. I think when Tony was on the show, um, uh, Lessons from Tony, we talked about our Caribbean West Indian parents having that that whole, you come to America and your children grow up, you go, you get your degree and you get a city job. Um, I think, th- and that's what I, I did it because I felt like that's what you're supposed to be. So I, I, was always, I was always insecure about or feeling like I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not making the salary I should be make I should be making and I, and it will cause some insecurities. I could see that happening to uh and, and I'm not being sexual. I could see that happening to a lot of men because of pressures to uh things they feel like they've been made to, they've been told they have to live up to um uh, so certain pressures to be a man. Um so I feel like I've given I've given into some of those and it's caused some insecurities. Uh yeah. That was because I was gonna be like, what examples? I gave you an example. I know, but oh. it was funny that you went right into it. Because I don't mind sharing right away. <laughs> I don't have to be forced to share. Oh, you don't? I don't. That's interesting. Okay. Why are we in therapy? What's another insecurity? You, yeah, why are we in therapy? That's not <laughs> one of the reasons. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I uh, let me see another insecurity. I would say, I don't know if it's an insecurity, more of like a debate. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, what do you call that? When you flip flop, there's another word, teeter. Yeah. Um, on caring about other people's opinions and not. How's this tie into being insecurity? Help me out. Because when you, I feel like when you care about other people's opinions, there is something that you feel that like that makes you feel like you have to um, do that. Mm. Like you have to care because you know it will make you look bad to other people, and you don't want to look bad in front of them. And so that's something important to you. But I feel like people who are so self-assured. Don't care what people think because it's it's nothing to them. Like I, I always that's what I'm saying. I teeter between what that means, um, and whether that it's is an insecurity or a preference. Like by by caring about what other people think, am I feeding into an insecurity of myself? Therefore, mm-hmm. tying back to my confidence thing. It all comes together. It always <laughs> it like I feel like all my insecurity goes to there. Mm-hmm. It always goes to my confidence. And then my confidence, I feel like my confidence is like the umbrella and then everything under it is is stemming from that. So like, there's like different versions of it. There's the validation. There's the, the, there's the self-worth. There's the um, courage. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm trying to think, like all the areas it affects me. Um, and even like, so like, let's say it's those three, right? And then you break those down. Validation from family, val- validation from friends, validation from relationships. Valid- and then it's like self, self-worth, self uh, not putting it in other people's hands. 
um, taking control of of that for myself. Um, you know, like that. That's. It's hard for me to think of a of another insecurity as big as that one. If you guys hear any noise, that's our dog. That's our. Yeah. She has a cone on. I know. I wish I could. Oh, there oh, she is. Well, we're gonna Look. Z- for those of you watching on on the video, you're gonna you're gonna zoom in on her a little bit. She had surgery on her foot. She had a she her had leg, on her on leg. leg. She had she a mask, had it. Uh, and they had it removed. And of course, dogs are gonna be dogs. So she's cone head for the next two weeks. For the next two weeks, and the first day she was here <laughs> was it yesterday? Yeah. She knocked everything out of the way. Like, everything. Like, she walked around. She's like, I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, if you hear any noise, that's her. She's getting better with the cone. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like I, there is no other bigger insecurity that doesn't fall right into that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if, if I have my self-confidence in check, everything else falls into place. Gotcha. You know what I think my biggest insecurity is? And you and I have had this talk like we had probably a long time ago. Uh, I am insecure about, and this is going to sound weird, I guess to friends of mine or people who I've worked for before. I'm insecure about the product I put out. And when I say the product, wow, I'm, I'm, I, I'll, I'll tell you, we've had this talk. I'm so shocked. Anyway. <laughs> I we had a whole episode about this. We did? With Latrice. Oh, okay. About the imperf- like wanting to be, everything yes, needs yes, to be yes, perfect yes, before yes. you just. So, so yeah, so I'm. And I feel like that has manifested in different ways and it has taken on different life forms in your life. Mm-hmm. In, uh, you know, like it's all the same thing, but it has. Yeah. And what I'm referring to is. For those who, who know me or, or you've been following us since episode one, I'm a DJ. I do. Uh, do you still call yourself a DJ? Well, I'm, I'm a retired DJ that still does gigs occasionally. I have a gig next week. I had a gig this week. I have a gig the week after. I'm retired. Uh, I'm, a re- I'm a DJ. I'm a host. I, I produce podcasts. I put on a podcast. I have a studio. I used to be. I'm a stepper, so I performed on stage. And. The feedback has always been positive. Mm-hmm. There's people who tell, the people who have told me, this is not me trying to brag, but people have told me, yo, you're the best DJ I ever heard. Or, hey, I really, like, you mix really well. Or, hey, the quality of um, the production that you put out with, when it comes to, when it comes to the behind-the-scenes stuff that I do for shows is amazing. Or, hey, I've seen you step on stage, and you're, like, the best stepper I've ever seen, pound for pound. Um, Shout-out to Raul that told me that years ago. Uh, and I always doubt it. I'm all, I'll leave a gig and I'll be like, that wasn't my best work. And, and somebody comes to me and is like, yo, you killed that party. I'm like, there's no way you're telling the truth right now. Like, you're BSing. And I think some of it stems from the amount of positive feedback I always got. You always feel like, some, like, like they're yo, just like, lying to yeah. you? Yeah. I'm like, yo, tell me well, nobody got negative feedback all day, to me. As, as someone who is very particular about their music mm-hmm. at parties... Like, to me, the DJ is the most important. Like, I don't give a damn about your decorations <laughs> and your settings and your whatever. Band? Oh, well, the band is the, the band qualifies as a DJ, too. Like, I, my, my main thing is always the music. Is mm-hmm. the music on point? And you are my favorite DJ. Oh, my God. 
you're my favorite DJ, but you also have ruined my my ability <laughs> to enjoy other things too. Explain that because like they parties. Like, oh, explain it to them because they, they might... I don't like going to other parties because I'm like, oh my god, this DJ is so ass. Like I can't even, I can't even party. Like I'm that person. But I'm like, oh my god, this DJ is so bad. I can't. Oh my god, did you hear how he just tried to mix those two songs? Mm-hmm. Sloppy. Ugh. And like I, to the point. Yeah. No. I. You are. You are the best DJ I've ever. I'm heard. sure. I'm sure there is that. There definitely is that collective of DJ partners. DJ like DJ wives. DJ girlfriends. DJ boyfriends. DJ husbands. Um, who their ears are different now. Be- from dating a DJ, their ears are more sensitive to to the mixing, or they're more sensitive to the um, to the the like how the DJ is controlling the party. So I, I know for a fact that yeah, that's that the thing. that um because it always irritated me when I would go to parties and the music is playing and I'm like, yo, no one is dancing, my man. It's like it's time for mm. you to wrap this shit up and move on to the <laughs> wrap next. Wrap it thing. up, B. And <laughs> also like um you are. I feel like one of the very few DJs who can go between cultures, like different cultures, and you're able to cater to both crowds. I'll play some merengue and flip right into some Irish jig. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you do it, but you definitely, like, to me, I've always been impressed by the fact that people think you're Dominican when you DJ, like, Dominican ass parties. Literally, Dominican, like, So, to me, I'm like, that is the stamp of approval. I think my that Dominican men will come up to you talking to you in Spanish, asking you for a song, and they don't realize that you are not Dominican. The one that did it for me was it was a fundraiser for a town in DR. And I was like, so this was like from beginning to end, like I wasn't blending in some hip hop or reggae. No, it was just typical all yeah, night. Like, like I've we, been to those parties. I like those like, parties. We want to feel like we're in the campo all night, and I did the gig from beginning to end. And throughout the entire night, I, I had to keep telling people, yo, I do not speak Spanish. So please stop coming up to me. And talk right. To so Spanish. I feel that you are a good DJ, not only because, like, you know how to play, you know, Dominican music really good, but mm-hmm. you know how to play all kinds of music really good. So I do think you're a good DJ. And and I think all your compliments have been well warranted and well earned. But but like I said, it is an insecurity of mine because and don't get me wrong, I've gotten negative feedback over time. We all get negative feedback, whether whether it's at work or from a partner or whatever or from friends. But when it comes to the things I do, I do feel like I've gotten complimented a lot to to the point where it's caused me to doubt some of it, and it's also caused me to uh, to have what <clears throat> what Tony lessons from Tony called. Uh, Analysis paralysis was that it, and it also goes back to what what what, what Latrice said, where because of that insecurity, I will take forever to put something out, because I want I want to make sure it's perfect because I'm doubting it. So like, I've always wanted to do a studio tour of my studio, like an actual studio tour, uh, but I've always been like, uh, do I know my equipment well enough to be boasting that I have this, or is somebody gonna look at the camera and be like, he don't even know what he's doing on that, or. A real professional wouldn't even have that or blah, blah, blah. But, I, but I'm insecure about, like, the product I put out there. And like I said, it's, it's caused me to, like, delay shows that I want to do. It's caused me to delay things that I want to put out into the universe, content that I wanted to create. Because I'm, I've turned into somewhat of a perfectionist because I, I'm, so, I'm so, like, ugh, about the feedback. Okay, using the examples that we gave. In a perfect world, it would just be like, uh, 
I would, I would, I would be able to be like, Vicky, come on, just confidence up. And you'd be like, you know what? You're right. Like, why can't we just take You like, know why? Because we were not taught. Ooh, let's blame um, our parents. <laughs> yes, but it's, it's not their fault. Explain. So we weren't taught um, the importance of building. Like, our parents, I'm pretty sure they were not. Um, spoken to in a way to empower them mm. um, and so therefore they did not emphasize how important it was to empower us ourselves yes but to like the in, to like the extreme so that should someone come and rock our um, our confidence or anything they can't get to it because we are so we not only that not only to empower us but they didn't teach us how to empower ourselves and how important it was to um always take you know like always keep your mental in check keep your confidence in check and why that's important we were never taught that and our parents like it's not that they didn't know better um some may have not known better but mm-hmm. i also feel like our parents are immigrants. You know, they they came here to work and they right like their main thing was I'm gonna provide for you so that you I brought you to this country or I made way for myself to get to this country because this is the land of opportunity and I want you to have more opportunities. So therefore I'm gonna do what I gotta do to make sure that you get to that end so that you can get into college and create opportunities. You got to carry it the rest of the way. I don't have time for anything else because I'm working two or three jobs to put food on the table. And, you know, our parents, you know, as children of immigrants, that's where their mindset was. It wasn't, you know, they lived a hard life. I feel like you, if you live a truly hard life, like if you come from a, um underdeveloped country. The struggle. um, Those things don't matter to you. One, because you're all broke. Everybody, if you know, like if you're living in a third world country, you you know, you ain't got money like that. Nobody got money. But then you come to the land of money and Not everything is about money. And if you don't have it, then that's where the insecurities come. And and then that could feed into something else and that could feed into something else. So I just feel like our parents, not only did they not empower us to the point where can nobody say shit to us kind of thing, but they didn't teach us how to carry it ourselves. Like, so even if they told you, like, you are strong, you're beautiful, you're smart, you know, they didn't teach us how important, that it was important for us to believe it and why. They didn't get into those explanations with us. Um, Before you said immigrants, I was going to ask you, when you say our, did you mean cultural, like culturally? Did you mean our generation? I was curious, because you hadn't broken it down when you said our. What do you mean? You said our parents. So initially, I was like, okay. Oh, I, I'm talking about like our parents as in. Like our, like our culture, like Hispanic, uh, black, I, uh, well, uh, Caribbean, West Indian. I'm, I, I, I can, I'm speaking in the reference of the only kind of our that I know, which is the child Children of, of immigrant, immigrant parents. Um, because I feel like. Americans have a different struggle than immigrant parents do and the children of immigrant parents. Like it's, 
there are obviously commonalities and there's similarities and all that, but it's not the same to come from a country to choosingly come from a country um, where your whole life is, everything you've ever known, you only speak the language to come to literally leave everything you know and come to a new country. You don't know the language. You're trying to get all your shit right so that you can get a job, so you can make money, so you can provide for your family. That's not the struggle of Americans. Americans, y'all already here. <laughs> and I mean all Americans. Y'all already mm. here, you know? So it. I don't know. I don't know that struggle because... I come from a different one. I come from a different story. And so I know your parents are immigrants. My parents are immigrant. So I can only speak into that lane because I know all immigrant parents, that was the struggle. You come to a new country and you got to assimilate and you got to make it work so that your kids can have the opportunity that you came here to give them. I don't know. I don't know how that story goes for American. Shout out to my mom and dad. (laughs) Same. Let's play some cards. I don't know. Vicky, I appreciate you for telling me your insecurities. It's not how, like, some counseling sessions end <laughs> where we have to, like, acknowledge that... Uh, that you listened. That you listened, acknowledge, or thank the person Thank you for, for sharing. sharing. Yes, Vicky, thank you for sharing. Jose, thank you for sharing. I hear you. <laughs> what is it? Like, I hear you. Uh, should we hug? Our therapist has us hug sometimes after sessions. Yeah, because he knows that if we don't have no contact... <laughs> You're about to come back to no clients. It's definitely the sessions that he, that we all can agree without even having to say it, having to say it. Things went a little crazy. Things went, things got a little heated. So you know what? Maybe some physical touch. Maybe some remind, some reminders that hey, I still, oh, I still love you, even though one of these days I was (laughs) honeymooners, top crammed. I just told you I'm a child. I did not speak English until I was like nine years old. Why do you keep talking to me about American <laughs> stuff? I'm just saying. I, I, I watched TJ Hooker when I was in Guyana. You speak English in Guyana. But still, I watched the <laughs> I shows. Just, I watched the You sh- speak <laughs> English in Guyana. DR to this day does not have stable electricity. When the light, what was it? When the lights go out? When the light leaves? Is that what it is? What? When the light leaves? Is that how you say it? Se fue la luz. Sure. The light that, left. That too. <laughs> That's a common thing. You just shout it out. Hey, se fue la luz. And the person next door is like, duh, I know. <laughs> no, you shout it out to everyone who's outside. Se fue la luz. Like, just giving them a heads up. Like, don't come in and try to turn on the TV because oh, okay. there's no electricity. But people pay for it, and that still is not stable <laughs> electricity. Now they pay for it, and it's still not stable electricity. So don't talk to me about American stuff. I don't know. Let's play some cards. I'm going to pick a card, any card. And I will ask Vicky a question, and she will answer, and that's the game. And that's it. <laughs> Vicky likes to think there's a second half of the game where she gets to ask me a question. <laughs> and this is also a game we play with our therapist. So it's, it's a nice little Sometimes. conversation starter. Yeah. Want me to just go while you pick a card? Yeah. All right, Vicky. Oh. Have we? This is so you, You've asked. I've asked. No, you have asked me this question before. So now it's reverse? Yes. Vicky. And be honest. Be completely honest. Which one of my friends do you like the least? Oh, Actually, we did have no, that No, no, no. The question I got was, which one of your friends do I, tr- do I not trust? And I said I didn't trust um, Karen to not hold you down. Mm. 
to so, hold me not to not hold me accountable, not hold me down. That was the problem. Same thing. To not hold you down. No, to, to hold me hold, hold me down, which means to not have my back. No, no. You feel no, that no, Karen no, has no. my back too much. No, I hold you down. Like, are we having a? Uh, 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 I'm from Brooklyn. You're, you're saying from, it wrong. No, I'm not saying it wrong. Okay, we're gonna have to pull this because. Okay. Hold me down. Yeah. And have my back are the are are not the same like oh hold gosh. all are day you seriously hold me down as in because all right let me explain to people hold me down as in hold me sorry I said it wrong hold me down is having my back your concern with Karen was that she got my back too much yeah, so yeah, even yeah, yeah, if yeah. I yeah but hold you down there's different levels of it that's all hold you down you but, don't like her because she will you don't think she will hold me down that's no, what you said no I said I don't, I don't trust her not to hold you down in a situation where oh okay 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 I heard you incorrect so you my listen. apologies you're right you're right you're right the nerve you're gonna, tell, you're gonna tell me I don't know proper usage of certain slang I'm from Brooklyn son Canarsie you also listen to Broadway music so don't shut your mouth I'm <laughs> from Canarsie Pop Smoke is from Canarsie okay um friend of my, friend of my little brothers actually um, All right, Vicky. What what do you think I think is my sexiest quality? Other than my body, my overall body. What I think is your. <laughs> no, actually, no. What do what you, do I what think, do you is think that I think <laughs> is my sexiest quality? Um. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to take a guess. I think that you think <laughs> your sexiest quality is... My nose. <laughs> Do you remember you made me touch your nose? I've been told I have a soft nose. I thought that was weird. And you didn't. And you were like, oh my God. You do you have, have a, a really soft nose. Soft nose. It's, it's like of, paper thin. It's a lot of cartilage. No, it's not. Not, not that it was paper thin. It's a lot of cartilage. So it's actually like very squishy. I wouldn't say squishy is the right word, but it is. It is a lot malleable. Is that the word? Yeah, I would say. Um, I think that you think your sexiest quality is your face. My Zoolander. <laughs> oh, I'm almost camera up. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do I have to confirm? Yes. The people want to know. Um. I guess yeah. Because I'm for those of you who know me in person, I'm 125 pounds soaking wet, so it can't be my physique. I'm not 125. I'm a little more than that. Maybe 150. I'm still more than that. More or less? I'm still more than that. Oh. <laughs> That's like want, my goal. That's you meant me. If I go to 150, I'll be so skinny. So, yeah. I, I guess my face, yeah. Do you agree? Um. So, you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I made a I made a American reference and you did not catch it. I feel like I know the show or movie, but I can't, pick, can't pinpoint it. Mean Girls. I guess. <laughs> What's your question? You found it or you found one? What about our dynamic terrifies you? Terrifies me? <laughs> the, wow. 
wow. What about our dynamic terrifies me? Would you like a light, more lighthearted no, no, question? No, no. Yeah, let's go with lighthearted. Okay. But my answer to that would have been what you said earlier about the reaction that that Priscilla might have. <laughs> like that that cycle we go through sometimes of we're angry, mm. we're good, we're angry. That, that vicious cycle. So that would that would have been my answer to that. Mm-hmm. So let's go with something more lighthearted. What about oh? What? I was going to ask you some question again. I didn't realize I didn't put it away. What do you love and hate about the way I dress? Remember. There's nothing I hate about how you dress now. I think you. I like how you dress. Even during quarantine while we're home? What do you mean like in the house? Yes. Why don't we do in the house? Because we've been quarantined for like five years. Um, so uh, <laughs> I, I, so I, now, what do you love and hate about the way I've been dressing during quarantine? What? There's this, there's this, you know what? Damn, <laughs> your shit's Hold about on. to no, get no, no. real. Here's my answer. So, okay, so the question is, what do you love and hate? What do I love and hate about how you dress in quarantine, right? Yes, Hold that's on. what we're rephrasing it I as. Need, I need you to accept my answer as is. <laughs> Which I, means don't ask you questions. I do not know if it's more love or hate. I have a love-hate relationship with this thing that, this type of, house garment that you wear i believe you you have a name for it in in in, in your culture we call it a bata describe that i mean, I mean see if it's, it's a, just like I'm a long about. shirt there's another there's, there's another name for it that, that i'm thinking it's not i don't wear a house coat is there no, no is there another name for that you posted about it one time and you said i got a new this it's not like an old school like scrooge um, Ebenezer Scrooge pajama. It's, it's it's like this. It's just like a really long shirt. Yeah, I don't know if I have a love. I don't know if if, if I, I love it's her. Ca- that's it. called a bata. Oh, that might have been the word. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I am with it. I don't Why? Because I, <laughs> I like, I like that it's. Whenever I look at it, I do see culture with it. <laughs> Some people might not, but I see culture with it because I. Uh, it's not something that you're gonna see somebody wearing on an ABC show. You know? No, you're not. They're not so I do see that. some kind of culture with it. But then Americans wear matching sets. Yeah, yeah. And some, I don't. And have then sometimes that. I'll look at it. I'm just like, I see the culture and I like it. Then other times I'm like, <laughs> that's the best <laughs> I can describe it. I look at it like, huh? Like, she's gonna throw that on and just. <laughs> Wait. So you care about? Not that you care. No, like, no, 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 you need to look a certain way. But it has catched no, your. It, it has, catches my eye. It catches what you your wear in the house. Like I'm sure there's times when I will, I will, I'll, I'll throw on like a weird combination of something just to be in the be in the house. And I know you're probably thinking, if a friend walked in right now, I he never had think better that. go change. I never think that. But I know there's times when I just throw something on, and there's times when when I might have a nice combination of a plain white tee and black basketball shorts. And, it may sound simple, but it, I'm sure it looks more, eh, more, more presentable. So wait, is my bata your love and hate? Yeah, yeah. What? I don't oh, know. Get the fuck out of here. With your a, easy answer. I have a love hate relationship with it. Okay, easy answer. Okay, let's end on some. Let's, let's end on a positive note, like we do in therapy. Anybody you want to shout out, Vicky? Myself. Really? No. Go ahead. We just talked about my insecurities. <laughs> I thought maybe maybe I I got to you in a positive way. Um, 
who you want to shout out or what what do you want to shout out i want to shout out this book that i'm reading mm-hmm. which is interesting because i'm listening to the audio for free so you're not reading it you got ahead of yourself that's that's why you need to listen <laughs> go ahead um i'm listening to the original audio the book was written in 1941 wow and um when you say original audio. Like the person reading it is reading the original book. Oh, okay. Okay. So the book has been updated because, you know, there's like some not PC things they say there. Nah, oh, it's your cat's guy. Oh, oh, you're hearing both, I guess. So I'm listening to someone read the original book mm-hmm. and I have the updated book because that's mm-hmm. the only one I could find. Um, So it's interesting to listen to the original book being read and... I have to hit pause a lot because I can't follow it properly because they've taken out, you know, I'm talking about Asian people, black people. In certain ways. Yeah. Um, but not in a bad way. They're just talking about them. Um, Probably using terms that were. Yeah, eyes. they're more like colored yeah. and, you know, making a reference to Asian people's eyes and stuff like that. It doesn't take away from the message. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it was, I'm pretty sure they were like, yeah, we can take this shit out because this don't serve no purpose but to just anger gotcha. people. Um, but it is a really good book and I, I constantly hear people talking about it, how it's a really, really good book. So I decided to give it a listen and the book immediately says, read a chapter a day. And that's what I've been doing. I've been listening to a chapter a day and I think everyone should listen to the book. It's called Think and Grow Rich. Um, I... I have the book, but I'm glad that I have it because I'm I underline things and it says like get get really interactive with this book. Like this book should become not your Bible because I know some people are gonna get mad offended about that, <laughs> but um, that this book should become like some like it, it should become your point of reference until that thing is so ingrained in your brain that if somebody were to say a message about the book that you'd be like oh that's chapter whatever whatever. Um, and I think it's a really good book, and I think everyone should read the book. And it has, it, uh, it yes, it's about money, right? Because rich equals money. But it's about perspective. Um, it's not so much like, you know, think and grow rich in money. It's think and grow rich in perspective. Mm. That's why I highlight the word think. And I think it's a great book, and I think everyone should read it. So I'm I am bigging myself up for reading the book. And off of that book I'm creating I'm creating a mastermind group which is so crazy cuz I've been seeing someone post about a mastermind group and I did not know what that meant. And then I started reading the book and I was like, "Oh my god, this is a mastermind." So a mastermind is pretty much like a pool of people, like maybe 8 to 10 people. Six to 8, 8 to 10 depends, no bigger than that. With people that are like hyper focused and they give you um encouragement you're checking it's like accountability partners mm-hmm. um but you have to make sure that the people that you have in your mastermind group are people are go-getters they're not soul suckers okay so i'm very carefully crafting a mastermind group of women um i'll probably cap it at 6 how many so, you got so far? So far, I have four, including me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No men allowed? I would like to have a man in the group 
I just, if I have a man, I need to have at least two. I can't have just one because I feel like Yo, that men clip, for some reason. That clip right there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I just feel like for some reason men will feel awkward if it's all women in a mastermind group. of Because this group is not specific. Like some mastermind groups are top, are, are subject specific like real estate or investing or saving or um, styling or whatever it is, you know, according to your field of work or whatever. Um, but this is not going to be that. This is more like a self evolution kind of mastermind group mm-hmm. of go-getter people okay. who, who always tap in and want to give encouragement and receive encouragement. So I'm working on that mastermind group and how that would entail and how that would thing. And you usually meet like once a week, obviously, in the age of 2020, everything's done virtual, not just because of coronavirus, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is. And some mastermind groups go for years. Some people pay to be in them because they're just so powerful. Uh Oh, so yeah, I was trying, I was trying yeah, to yeah, I just heard them. So. so, uh, I want to shout out, uh, some talented friends of mine. Uh, definitely when you get a chance on Instagram, Go and visit uh, Little Local Taste. Yes, always make me hungry. Yes, Little Local Taste. Uh, it's a page ran by two foodies. Check them out. So Little Local Taste. Go to their page, and you are going to hate scrolling through it because, it's like Vicky said, it's going to make you hungry. You're yeah. going to want to find out exactly where this picture of this food item came from and then you're going to find out you can't go there right now because some of you are still on quarantine. And they make <laughs> stuff themselves sometimes yeah. and it looks so good. So I'm just waiting for the invitation, you know what I'm saying? Uh, exactly. So definitely check out Little Local Taste on, on, on Instagram. An amazing food blog, an amazing page with some, what's the word, mouth-watering photos. Yeah. Which I think it's interesting, right? Because right. I went to college. Yeah. It's like full circle. I went to college with um, one of them, mm-hmm. and, and now all day works work with them. With yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Little Local Taste. Check them out on Instagram. And man. I promise I'll do my hair next Please. time. It looks crazy. Thank you all for tuning in to the You, Me, We podcast. <laughs>